Good day and welcome. I'm Kurt LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. I'm delighted to bring greetings from BIV and Glacier Media to the 40 ideas and 40 minutes from 40 under 40 recipients of this year. We're conducting our event today on the unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, the Musqueam Indian Band, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh Nations, and we're grateful to be their guests. Before we begin our event, I want to thank our sponsors for their continued support in these very challenging times as we await the return of in-person gatherings the Faskin Law Firm, the Post-Secondary Institute, BCIT, and the Entrepreneurs' Organization, we know now as EO, have been stalwart in sustaining their assistance, and we thank them today. I also wanna pay a quick thanks to one of our recipients, Bram Jordan, for helping us arrange for today the support to present our event for people of all hearing abilities. It's a first for us, really proud of it. Hope that it will be a feature at all our recognition awards. I'm looking forward to what we're gonna to learn today from each of our 40 recipients and the 40 under 40 awards, and I'm sure you're looking forward to getting me out of the way so we can learn from them. So I'm gonna turn things over now to our host for today, BIB's Haley Wooden and Tyler Orton. Take it away. Thanks, Kirk. It has been a year since Canada moved into lockdown. On March 16th, 2020, we were just at the start of what has been a tremendous year of uncertainty, challenge, and change. But with that has come the potential for learning and growth that will help lead our recovery. With this event, we hope to unlock and share the observations and insights 40 BC leaders have had over the past year. And over the next hour, we will be joined by all 40 of BIV's 2020 40 Under 40 cohort. They've been asked to spend one minute or less sharing the most important idea, revelation, or conclusion that they've drawn from the past year. Award recipients will be introduced one at a time by alphabetical order in groups of 10 with short commercial breaks in between. And near the end of our event today, we have a special announcement and presentation by our platinum sponsor, Faskin, which will award $5,000 in legal services to one of our 40 under 40 recipients. So let's begin. Kicking off our series of 40 ideas is Troy Abromitis of Bucci Developments. Over to you, Troy. Hi, uh, thank you very much for the introduction. Um, I'd like to just take a moment to thank BIV, the sponsors, uh, thank my parents and my girlfriend, um, the whole Bucci team, uh, Fred and Mike Bucci as well, uh, just before I get started. So I just want to take a moment to thank them, uh, the people who, who helped me, uh, I guess, get, you know, get to where I am today. And also at the same time, um, you know, I'd like to recognize all of the other top 40 under 40 award winners as well. Um, I've had a, the opportunity to speak to some of you and, um, you know, I'm honored to be a part of the 40 under 40 group um, for uh, 2020. Um, my, uh, my thought, uh, you know, or my, my opinion of, I guess, the last year is really just um, COVID-19, uh, you know, was, it was very difficult for, you know, most um, Canadians and most British Columbians. Uh, and obviously, you know, it was challenging for the first five or six months until things became, I guess, the new normal. And then we had phase two of COVID and we're rolling into phase three. So, you know, my, my primary thought is just, you know, take the time to, to enjoy um, the, your friends and family, you know, take a moment just to, you know, uh, think about all the good times that you've had over the last year with them, 
Um, it was obviously challenging for many people not being able to see their um, mothers or fathers or brothers or sisters, aunts and uncles, and things like that. But you know, just cherish the the great moments that you've you've had over the last year, and um, you know, just reflect on that. And also, um, just take into consideration uh, the teams uh, that you work with, how um, hard they've had to work uh, to adapt to virtual work, um, you know, remote working wherever they were, um, you know, whatever the situation was. And, uh, you know, just um, acknowledge the uh, great strides that your organizations and teams had to go through in order to, you know, uh, continue to do business in this unique, uh, you know, uniquely challenging um, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And then, you know, just um, take a moment to consider the successes that your teams have had over the last year and just recognize, you know, the all-stars on your teams that have done such a great job. Um, So that's uh, just my piece of advice is just to, you know, think with your heart and think with your mind. And as you're moving through uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, and as it's hopefully closing out in the next six months or so, just enjoy time with friends and family and enjoy the work that you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Troy, and thanks for getting us started. Our next speaker is Solon Buckholz of LBC Studios. Thank you for the introduction, Haley. If I could sum up the year, it would be gratitude and perseverance. Be grateful. I have so much gratitude to be honored as a recipient to the business in Vancouver 40 under 40 in a year that has been so tough for so many. I'm grateful for my wife, Michelle, and family who continue to support my professional journey. And lastly, I'm grateful for the business and life challenges in front of me that I have the privilege to learn from. Whether it's pivoting your business as the landscape changes or navigating your three-year-old hanging off you in a Zoom call, the world has changed. Perseverance is the second most important word of the last year in my life. Life experiences have taught me about vulnerability, that self-determination is based on resilience to life's challenges. Resilience is often portrayed as a singular act of heroism, whereas perseverance actually requires a supportive community. The world has changed, but people haven't. We still surround ourselves with our family, our colleagues, our friends, our community. People are what make this world work. Our business is successful and our community is healthy. We are people that can make a difference in the years ahead. I wish you all a prosperous and healthy 2021. Thank you. Thank you very much, Solon. Our next speaker is Corinne Caldwell of the British Columbia Real Estate Association. You're muted. Thank you. And that's a learning from 2021. So we say that you find out who you are as a leader and as an organization when you face a crisis. COVID-19 has asked us to refine who we are as leaders and how our teams work best to achieve positive organizational results. It has challenged us to rethink every aspect of our lives, to grow exponentially, and has revealed new paths to move forward. Being true to yourself, understanding your values, and actioning them every day is imperative for success, especially as a leader. I knew this in theory. I thought I knew it in practice. My greatest learning this year has been digging into the words and stereotypes we use to define leadership, to find what resonates with me, and to discard what doesn't. COVID-19 has helped me to cement the authentic leader I want to be every day. The path to a new normal and subsequently the return to office is an exciting way forward. We can assign any opportunity to meet the diverse needs. 
I believe what will be essential is creating a design that aligns with who we want to be as leaders and the values we have solidified over this last year. Incorporating remote work and embracing technology is an opportunity to build our culture, attract and retain talent, and to best serve our customers, creating different ways to connect, flexibility, enhancing well-being, drive, and ultimately purpose. Thank you to my family and friends, past and present colleagues, for helping me to get to where I am today. I'm excited for what's to come. Thank you. Thank you very much, Corinne. Our next speaker, Natalie Chan of Be The Change Group, unfortunately couldn't join us live today, but she has prepared a video sharing her idea. Take a look. Hi, I'm Natalie. I am the president, co-founder, and research director of Be The Change Group. Um, and one of the things that um, I've really drawn as a conclusion over the last year is that it is really important to provide space for vulnerability with your team, especially in times of prolonged adversity. It really gives an opportunity for the team to always have constant open discussion and um, the ability to really cope both, both personally and, um, and financially and in terms of just, you know, working through um, a really long time where everyone maybe doesn't feel the same level of stability as they used to. And I think that space for vulnerability is what really allows, um, you know, everyone to continue to pull together and, um, and yeah, and really just continue to work hard and, and move through everything together. So um, that's my biggest conclusion. Next up, we have Zach Cohen of Trulio joining us. Over to you, Zach. Hey, thanks so much, Haley, and uh, thank you again to BIB for the recognition this year. Uh, and to my fa family, friends, and colleagues for their support throughout. Uh, I think the primary observation from the past year is that really the broad embrace of flexible work policies has, you know, in many cases, driven unexpected levels of productivity. But um, to me, nothing can replace that human in-person interaction. So, um, you know, businesses that effectively leverage and manage that work-life balance of in-office and remote work, in my mind, will ultimately have the strongest culture um, and be the most successful moving forward. You know, even before the pandemic, I always put a premium on individuals and teams who were uh, very adaptable and handled unpredictability well, and that's challenging. Uh, with how much of that we've faced in the last year, uh, for so many people and companies, it only reinforced the need for that uh, exact core competency. So I believe it will serve us all well in the long run, uh, and Vancouver businesses especially, as we move forward. Thank you very much. Thanks, Zach. John Conlin of Faskin joins us next. Thank you, Haley, and thank you, BIV. And I'd like to take a moment to say a special thanks to my wife, Brittany, and kids, and parents and friends for being such an amazing support system. My takeaway from the year is ultimately that the more you help other people, the more you'll receive in return. You know, as legal counsel, we ultimately measure our success by how successful our clients are. And in that regard, I've been especially honored to assist and work hand in hand with some of the other recipients this year, Russell, Chris, and Jason. Uh, what this has meant this year is being incredibly flexible and adaptable, whether it means changing the way we do business 
doing transactions completely remotely or the speed at which we do our deals, often helping our clients on incredibly tight deadlines as they worked to achieve something that they themselves were adapting to in a unprecedented time. And in, in, all, in all respects, whether it's helping someone start their business for the first time or allowing someone to achieve a you know, transformational M&A transaction outcome, um, the amount of effort we've put in has been paid back uh, exponentially. And that's why uh, we think that uh, we are very positive about the place that Vancouver has and, and setting itself up to do amazing things in the post-COVID world. Thank you. Thanks, John. Our next speaker is Joshua Davis of JL Davis Enterprises. Hello, everyone. Um, my biggest revelation for the year is COVID-19 is our world's latest challenge. Um, our company had to adapt quickly um, and actually made us stronger. Uh, it was extremely busy for us, especially at the beginning. Um, our business is logistics, um, and we're fortunate enough to be included as essential service. Uh, we play a key role in delivering groceries, medical supplies, and products across North America. Uh, we felt very grateful and blessed to, uh, to be able to continue to operate. Um, and we implemented an action plan with three goals. Um, keep everyone's health and safety, obviously a priority. Um, keep everyone employed was a big one for us. Um, and if fortunate enough to keep operating, uh, look for ways to give back to people in need. Uh, so far, you know, we're proud we've been able to meet all these goals. Um, and, you know, throughout history, we have seen um, many hardships, such as wars, financial disasters, and other health pandemics. Um, this past year has really taught me that you can still do great things um, in the midst of a crisis if you have the right team committed to your mission, vision, and values. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joshua. Next up is Emily DeRosenroll of the South Island Prosperity Partnership. Thanks so much, Haley, and thanks to BIV. Um, my name's Emily and I'm the CEO of the South Island Prosperity Partnership. Uh, we're an alliance of over uh, 70 members in Greater Victoria, all committed to the economic prosperity of our region. Um, and when the pandemic first hit, we convened a group of, of over 120 stakeholders, um, including 10 sector committees um, uh, spanning our, our economy. And what we found was um, in asking ourselves, how do we move from relief to recovery and more resilience? Um, how do we how do we actually uh, create the economy that we we want to see uh, sustain us for the next decade? So, what we found, or what I found personally, was the power of collaboration was something that uh, shouldn't take a crisis to be able to to bring to the fore. Um, the issues we had in common were so much greater um, than the issues that we have um, separately. So that was something that was was very humbling. Um, what also revealed, I think, a major lesson for all of us has been that the pandemic has created uh, a lot of inequity, or it's exposed a lot of inequity. Um, and that the, the disparities of how we've all been impacted by the pandemic are, are, are extreme. Whether that's along the lines of geography, sector, or people, um, it's something that we have to be delivered about um, and really prioritize in our, in our recovery. Uh, thank you, that's, that's it for me. Thank you, Emily. Next, we have Mitchell Demeter of NetCoins joining us. Hi everyone, my name is Mitchell Demeter and I'm the president of Netcoin, a leading cryptocurrency exchange in Canada. It's hard to believe that it's been a year since the world unexpectedly flipped upside down. It was a big change for everyone and it forced us all to do a lot of things differently. And I think that's okay. 
It's okay to do things differently. And as entrepreneurs and leaders, most of us here always do things differently. When I think of doing things differently, I think of a quote from the author, Stephen Richards. If you do what everyone does, if you, sorry, if you do what everyone else does, you will get what everyone else gets. This quote has always resonated with me and motivated me to do things differently, different than the average person. Think about this. When it comes to health, one in three women and one in two men will develop cancer in their lifetime. When it comes to your career, according to a survey completed by Gallup, an astronomical 85% of people are unhappy in their jobs. And when it comes to relationships, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. I don't like these statistics and I think it'd be crazy to do what everyone else does and expect different results. If you want different results, you need to do things differently. I know that in this group of 40 incredible leaders and entrepreneurs, most of you are far from average and most of you do things differently. So continue to step outside your comfort zone, be brave, embrace change, and challenge yourself to do things differently. Thanks a lot and congratulations to all the, all the recipients. Thanks, Mitchell. Our next speaker is Joe Diobald of Full Frame Marketing. Hi, thanks Haley for that. And uh, thanks for this wonderful recognition from uh, BIV. Um, thanks to uh, everyone that supported me in my journeys, my um, parents, my wife, and my newborn son who was born during COVID time. So that was a exciting challenge. Um, mentors like Dean also challenged me every step of the way. Um, so the pandemic has obviously been challenging for all of us and everyone in different types of businesses, but it has allowed us to take the time to learn. Uh, people come up with ideas, online businesses, and starting their passion projects. So it's allowed us to be able to achieve those. So my passion has always been to invest in education for all. Uh, education opens the doors to new ideas, answers to challenging problems, and unlocks the world to invest in exploring these ideas. It allows us to create equal opportunities for everyone and unlimited possibilities. Technology has also given us the ability to connect globally, allowing us to share ideas in different time zones. Children are our future and giving them the opportunities to imagine and create will help the next generation. As entrepreneurs and leaders, we have a responsibility to giving these kids more ways to learn about entrepreneurship, about technology, and even essential skills like growing their own food. They are our future and have endless resources to really make a greater impact. So I look forward to connecting with people again in real life and giving those high fives and hugs and uh, all this pandemic becomes our past, but it's brought forth what matters, the need for human connection. And as things go back to normal, don't forget to make memories and continue learning. Congratulations to everyone that received this honor and looking forward to all the amazing things we're going to achieve going forward. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. It's now time for a short message from one of our sponsors. Faskin is British Columbia's largest law firm with more than 140 lawyers in Vancouver and Surrey and more than 750 lawyers across Canada and internationally. Faskin is a full service firm that provides a range of business law and litigation services to help solve the most complex business challenges. Please welcome Will Westering, managing partner of Faskin's BC region. Hi everyone, my name is Will Westering and I'm the managing partner of Faskin's BC region. At Faskin, we recognize that the resilience of today's rising stars makes them tomorrow's leaders. Congratulations to the BIV 40 Under 40 award recipients. Even during these uncertain times, you as leaders are doing your part to move business forward. We applaud what you've accomplished to date and we look forward to seeing what you achieve next. Thank you.
Well, excellent. Why don't we jump over to our second group of 40 under 40 winners. Kicking it off now will be Carlene Dick from Earnscliff Strategy. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, and thank you to Biz Business in Vancouver for the recognition. I appreciated Mitchell saying a few minutes ago about uh, doing things differently. Um, so one of the things I've been thinking about doing so one of the things I've been thinking about doing differently is goal setting. Um, I've seen, you know, lots of people spending more and more time at home and people contemplating what they want their life to look like. Uh, I think that they're craving new ways to make things happen in their lives. So something I've been looking at is um, setting goals by getting clear about how you want to feel and then designing your to-do list and setting goals based on, on how you, how you want to feel in the future. So it's a bit of a work in progress, but it's something I've been thinking about. And again, trying to do something a little bit different than I have in the past. So thanks again. And uh, looking forward to hearing what everybody else has to say. Excellent. Thanks so much, Carlene. Next up is Ramin Estefai from CSN Pharma. Hello, Business in Vancouver and the 2020 40 Under 40. My name is Ramin and I'm a CEO and co-founder of CSN Pharma. The recent pandemic has changed us all in one way or another. I strongly feel these changes will stay with me indefinitely. I'm sure I will listen and empathize as often as I can. I will always keep an eye on the future to a much greater extent this time and will ensure flexibility and resilience are the core components of my professional and personal journey. Throughout the pandemic, I've learned how lowering my expectations can lead to a far more pleasant life. This could be as little as having a coffee while walking along a seawall. My family, especially my wife, Mona, close friends, business partners, and my community have been playing an instrumental role in helping me to keep up with everyday challenges over the past 12 months. There are and will certainly be my top two, my top go-to in the years to come. And last but not the least, I have 39 new friends. I look forward to meeting you all in person one day and learn from you. Thank you and congratulations to you all. Very awesome. Thank you, Ramin, for that. Coming up next, we are going to go to Sarah Gulbrunson from Ring Partner. Thanks so much, Tyler. Um, I just want to say what an honor it is to be with everyone here today. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about trust, just because this is really an important lesson that I've learned over my career and also specifically in the past year as well. So specifically what I'm talking about is, is hiring well, hiring the people on your team really well and trusting the people that you hire. And what I mean like about this is being intentional really on who you bring to your team and making sure that you're hiring people with a unique perspective that are smarter than you and that you can completely trust. And I really feel that, that this past year has put that philosophy to the test. And especially since we're physically not near each other, the importance of giving your team really the runway that they deserve and um, the trust that they demand, you're going to see them really meet those expectations and, and succeed. Thanks. Thank you so much, Sarah. I think we can all live by those words of trust and jumping over next, it'll be Christian Ham from SiteMax Systems. Thanks, Tyler, and thanks for getting that video going. Um, and thank you to Business in Vancouver for getting this all going. Um, and congrats to all the other winners. It's, uh, it's a great bunch and honored to be a part of the list. Um, want to thank my uh, my wife, Christina, kids, my parents, um, and also a uh, big shout out to my business partner James, 
And also to Chris Van Dyke, who told me to change my name when I logged in because I'm, in fact, not Kirk LaPointe. Um, yes, my name is Christian. And my idea from the year was around desired outcome. Some would call that vision, uh, but desired outcomes, you know, increments of a, of a bigger picture. Um, they could be conversations or projects or quarterly objectives uh, or even around uh, your marriage or relationships. So one year ago to today on March 16th of last year, I was in Disneyland with my family. The last day that Disneyland was open. That's a pretty sweet memory that we had. Um, and one of the things that we did on the way home was say, hey, our desired outcome at the end of this pandemic, whatever it is, whenever it ends, was to be a tighter knit family unit. And that meant keeping date nights on the regular with my wife or doing small adventures or having memories with the kids. And also uh, to uh, keep pursuing the dream of driving SiteMax forward, but also helping my wife launch a business in the food industry mid-COVID. Uh, and it's been uh, pretty good. So um, summing that all up, COVID's been a moving target. It continues to be a moving target, but uh, continue to stay focused on desired outcomes. I look forward to a time when we can all get together and uh, celebrate more in person. Thank you. Awesome, Christian, that was excellent. I wanna thank you so much for that. And joining us next, it will be Kevin Harries from Sub uh, Absolera. Hi everyone, and uh, thanks, Tyler. Really honored to be part of this uh, incredible group. So I'm a co-founder at Absolera. We are a Vancouver-based tech company that discovers uh, molecules called antibodies that can be used to treat, uh, prevent infections and diseases. So as all of us remember, it was that time of the year last year when we started to have the first lockdowns uh, and outbreaks. It's also when uh, us as a team, we started to work around the clock to fight this pandemic and fight it really hard using technology and expertise we had developed uh, here in town. So we discovered an antibody that's now called Bamnanidumab, or BAM for short. Uh, it's a molecule that can block uh, the virus that causes COVID-19. Fast forward a year, uh, BAM is now a therapy uh, that can shield the most vulnerable uh, from COVID-19, infection, illness, and death. It's been authorized in over 15 countries, including Canada, the US, France, and others, used to treat more than 360,000 patients. So a major and drastic impact all over the globe that all started here. Uh, so really reflecting on, on what we've done and what we achieved, it's really about teamwork, uh, was been accomplished by a terrific group of people that really pulled together all at once to make things happen. All of this was done here. Uh, so really one of the most fulfilling and, and lessons that, that I will take from 2020. Um, so thanks again for BIV. Uh, congrats to all the winners and uh, cheers to all. Thank you. Excellent, Kevin, thank you for that. And coming up next, we have Jennifer Hollinshead from Peak Resilience. Hi there, thanks so much for having me. Um, my name is Jennifer and I'm the founder and clinical director of Peak Resilience. And this entire time I've just been thinking, oh, more pressure, more pressure, more pressure because everyone um, has shared such amazing things. And then Kevin went and basically said that he came up with a cure for COVID. So I will now talk about my, um, my business and why I'm here. Um, I am here because I am uh, the founder and clinical director of uh, a counseling therapy practice that really does sort of cutting edge mental health therapy, also from an intersectional lens, uh, feminist lens. So what that means is we're trying to take into account all the inequities in our society 
and how those things impact people's mental health. And so where we were at when COVID hit, my lovely, amazing team, my family, friends, everyone, we were having a um, grand opening party of our brand new office. Uh, we we're so excited, March 6th, 2020. Um, and then a week later went fully virtual and thank goodness that counseling can be done virtually and that my, my team was so flexible and, and someone here mentioned trust. And I have to say, I, I don't know where I would be without my team and our community of clients here today. And I think that is my takeaway from this last intense year is gratitude and looking at how the inequities in our society actually impact people. And I think COVID-19 has really shown, had a, a magnifying effect on all of those things. So um, grateful to be here. Uh, another thing that I was super grateful for, my husband happened to be off work when COVID happened. And that was the main reason I could keep working and running my business. So that's just a, a real lesson to, um, uh, to family support and gender equity. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for that, Jennifer. Um, unable to join us today is Harj Johal from Alpine Building Maintenance. So instead, we're going to jump ahead a little bit to Dustin Johnson over at Save On Foods. All right. Oh, can you guys see me? Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Uh, thanks. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. I want to start off by um, uh, sending out a thank you to, um, you know, my fantastic team, uh, my fiance, Valerie, my my family and friends. Uh, it's it's never end. Of course, BIV. It's a it's been a kind of amazing honor to be a part of this. Um, it's not a solo mission and, uh, it's, it's just amazing to see all the leaders here today, um, you know, really, uh, adapting to this change. And, uh, it's, it, that's really kind of the, what I want to emphasize here today is, is, uh, you know, we're, it just really shows, uh, you know, the leaders and, and how everybody's able to uh, kind of adapt to, uh, to the, the new situation we're in, um, you know, uh, being the leading force of, uh, advanced analytics for, uh, save on foods, Canada's, uh, largest Western um, Canadian grocer, uh, vertically integrated um, with, uh, uh, alongside with Jim Pattison, um, uh, Jim Pattison group there. It's, it's been, uh, I want to say, right. It's been definitely a, um, a big uh, uh, shock to uh, the grocery industry. Um, we're seeing panic buying across the board from buying up uh um, you know, toilet panic buying of toilet paper to economies across the world shutting down, and it's really impacting, of course, uh, our entire supply. And uh, and we're you know we've been at the forefront of all of this, um, and and analytics itself has fundament fundamentally you know changed because of this. Um, you know, we we're. Um, how we kind of look towards the future is using information from the past, and it's uh, and of course. Uh, our assumptions um, that uh, we've been relying on um, have fundamentally changed, whether that's in the short term, short term or the long term. So, I mean, if I could provide uh, kind of any words of wisdom, or at least from my experience, um, it's been uh, you know we got to put our uh, scientist hats on and and uh, really 
um, really start to experiment and explore new opportunities, right? Uh, it's really through experimentation that we're going to learn how we can adapt into this new environment and uh, test our new hypotheses. So um, I think uh, through experimentation and learning um, across the board, um, we, we can see a lot of, uh, I feel we could, we could get through this and really um, come out on the other side with a uh, plentiful uh, opportunities um, in the near future. Thank you. Well, excellent. Yeah, thank you so much, Justin, uh, Dustin. I uh, really appreciate those comments there. Um, with us also is Brom Jordan from Convo Communications, um, absolutely spearheading something that we've never tried before today here at Business in Vancouver. But I want to welcome Brom on to uh, today as well. I'll just jump in. Uh, it, Alana, it appears oh, as if your uh, mic is off right now. There we go. That was not on. Sorry, Rom. So I will, uh, I'll start over again. Alana, sound is on. So thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity and congratulations to all of the other recipients. Um, it's Convo Communication Canada's business to provide high quality interpreting services between deaf and hard of hearing and hearing people basically for everyone through sign language and spoken language. The deaf community has long been advocating for accessibility, but since the COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen a massive shift in accessibility demand. There's been a massive shift to remote working with people working from home and online wherever possible. We've also seen an increased demand for interpreters to work in the media to interpret for governmental public health announcements and to ensure the deaf community has equal access to important health information. Now more than ever, people are familiar with sign language interpreters because they have alongside, been alongside provincial health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, and health minister, Adrian Dix, during their live updates about the COVID-19 pandemic. The Accessible British, Accessible British Columbia Act, ABCA, is currently underway for its first reading in parliament this spring, which should greatly increase access for the deaf community. So here's my takeaway from the current situation. While it's great to have lots of positive things happening right now, why does it take a crisis to break the accessibility ground? Every one of us has a role to make communication more accessibility, more, so more accessible and also more inclusive. So this uh, really is a benefit for all of us and a role that we can all take in providing um, access and communication for all. So this is a benefit for everyone. So thank you so much, VIV, uh, for this event, for making it accessible. And you really are leading by a huge example here in Vancouver. So I really appreciate you and congratulations so much to everyone who's involved. Appreciate it. Well, excellent. Uh, Baram, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, for that. And next up is Matthew May. He's from Coast 2000 Terminals. Thanks a lot and thanks to BIV for uh, pivoting and hosting this online event. I want to start by thanking my wife Katie for her support and also thank my family, team and colleagues for their support both before and during the pandemic. I'm also grateful to be in the company of Business of Vancouver's top 40 under 40. I thought I'd leave everyone with the importance of being a true leader, uh, sorry, the importance of being true to yourself as a leader, something that's been uh, brought to the forefront for me as uh, we've moved through this pandemic. I recall many a day that I would wake up, you know, not sure what was going to be coming at me that day. Was it an operational challenge, a customer challenge, a human resource challenge? 
As an operator at heart, there wasn't a challenge I wasn't up to solving. It became evident uh, to me that almost immediately, uh, this was not going to be one of those times where you could just get in and work towards a solution. Contrary to those strong tendencies during these times, I recognize that to be a leader, my team must uh, maintain perspective, keep the big picture in mind, uh, and that I need to do the same. Much like a fire chief, I needed to stay out of the fire, guide my team, and make sure they didn't lose sight. Secondly, I spent considerable amount of time planning, flowchart after flowchart, various scenarios related to a positive case, a close contact, someone not feeling well, how are we gonna handle all these things? Only to quickly realize that things were evolving so rapidly that I needed to do a lot of work of planning, but also needed to be prepared that my plans, as well as they might've been prepared, might not necessarily be relevant. Finally, there's communication. How do you find that sweet spot? Do I know enough to say something? Yet if I say nothing, people will set their own narrative. If I tell the team everything I'm thinking, surely they'll think I'm crazy. And then don't, do I have control uh, of the situation? It was in a webinar that I heard the concept of being a PIP leader, prioritize, facilitate improvisation and be present. I set the strategy, let the team run, plan and plan in draft and communicated consistently and concisely. 12 months later, I'm still surviving. Stay safe, take care of yourself and let's stay committed to getting through this. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for that, Matthew. So next up, we do have a message from uh, BCIT Business and Media. It's a leader in providing practical business and media school experience for its students, offering over 50 career-oriented credentials at two campuses. So whether students aspire to be a CEO or a digital animator, BCIT Business can help them get there. So please welcome Leela Dawson, the Dean of School of Business and Media at BCIT. Hello, I'm Leela Dawson. I'm the Dean of the School of Business at BCIT. Here at BCIT, we are a long-term sponsor of the Business in Vancouver Top 40 Under 40, which is an incredible set of awards for an incredible set of talented individuals. Many of our graduates have been on in these classes over the last few years, and we hope that uh, in the future, we will also see some very bright, talented graduates from BCIT represented amongst the top 40 under 40. Once again, congratulations to everybody. And I look forward to seeing you all in the live event in 2022. Thank you. We are all very much looking forward to returning to a live event. We are about halfway through. We've heard 20 ideas. Leading us off with the next 20 is Aliyah Mohammed of TransLink. Over to you. Hi there, Aliyah Mohammed, Head of Public Affairs at TransLink, Metro Vancouver's Transportation Authority, and pre-COVID, the fastest growing transit authority in North America. Our sector is growing, adapting, and innovative, innovating through our current realities. It's a real pleasure to be here with everyone today. I, like many of my award recipients, want to thank my tribe. It takes a village to support you through both professional and personal achievements. From my lens, there's an old song that sums everything up. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. The last year of COVID has reminded me how much we value social interaction, the social interaction of our cities, 
our places of worship, our restaurants, coffee shops, and even our offices. Thanks so much and back to you, Haley. Thanks, Aaliyah. Next, we have Joshua Myers of the BC Center for Ability. Hi, thank you so much. Uh, over the last year, I've witnessed several things that I'll take with me for the rest of my career uh, and my life, quite frankly. I witnessed the tremendous power and capacity of people to adapt and be resilient. If you would have said to me on March 16th of 2020 that in a year from now, we'll essentially be in the exact same place, I would have probably had a hard time imagining how we'd manage, uh, but here we are. And although it's been difficult, uh, we've managed to find a way to live with the virus. And now there's a light at the end of the tunnel. In terms of lessons for my career, uh, this year underscored even more for me the importance of how leaders show up. Our words, actions, behaviors, whether subtle or overt, make a tremendous difference in how people around us interpret threat, safety, foster trust, and how they respond. What you permit, you promote. And this year uh, was a year for leaders to not only be measured, calm, and thoughtful, but also model and permit honesty, openness, and vulnerability. So my biggest takeaway is that people are watching. And how we show up, what we say, how we respond as leaders in the community becomes a barometer for those around us. Whether it's about the pandemic or anything that's challenging in our businesses, sectors, or even society at large, strong and compassionate leadership matters. So I just want to thank Business uh, in Vancouver for the recognition. Thank you so much to my family and my team for supporting me. And uh, thank you to the other 39 incredible uh, leaders for being recognized today for the amazing contributions that you're all making in our community. Thanks so much. Thanks, Josh. Nima Nabavi joins us next of Excel Sense Technologies. Thank you, Haley. Uh, I'm Nima Nabavi, CEO of Excel Sense Tech, uh, with leading manufacturer of industrial maintenance free self cleaning cameras and optical sensors. I have a lot of thank you to say. I wanted to thank my wife, uh, Goli, and my family, as without their tremendous support, I wouldn't be here. I wanted to also thank BIV for the recognition and thank Excel Sense's incredible team. I also wanted to congratulate the other 40 under 40 award winners. Now, in terms of my thoughts regarding last year, really in the face of crisis, I think the value of a strong culture within your organization becomes even more clear. Uh, my advice would be, of course, to empower the team and leverage their capabilities to help the company weather the storm. Of course, this would require flexibility by everyone. Uh, in our example, faced with uh, suspended orders at the beginning of the pandemic, we had our operations and production team accelerate our product development testing while exploring grants and financial aid. We introduced a new and groundbreaking family of products before the end of the year to specifically support remote operation during pandemic. Additionally, our marketing efforts were laser focused on our digital platform to fill the gap for all the canceled trade shows. With the panic of uh, pandemic, Fading, uh, eventually the industry has become very much aware of the importance of reliable remote operation. And we can see that in the very strong customer interest in the quarter one of 2021. And thanks to this agile team in the past year, uh, we are uh, even better positioned in responding to this uh, market demand. Thank you very much again to everyone, appreciate it. Thank you very much, Nima. We'll now hear from Ryan O'Shea of Miracon Development. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Ryan O'Shea, and I'm the VP of Miracon Developments. The key lesson I learned over the last year is the importance of focusing on what I can control and also what I can do for others. 
There was so much uncertainty and unpredictability in the market and in many industries over the last year that it became hard to focus on those things that we can control. I realized midway through 2020 that the only way I was going to succeed through the pandemic on a personal and a professional level was to remain focused on what I can control and also what I can do for our organization. Early in the pandemic, focusing on what I can control meant reassuring my team that nobody was getting laid off. This created a level of certainty amongst the Miracon team and enabled them to focus on the work ahead. Throughout the middle of the pandemic, we remained focused on committed to our core value of creating a memorable experience for our buyers by completing our new homes and addressing home warranty issues in a safe manner that our buyers felt comfortable with. Later in the pandemic, I learned the importance of connecting with others in my industry about recovery and made the transition from viewing other organizations as competitors and more supporters and organizations I could lean on and collaborate with. In summary, the key lesson I learned through the pandemic is that during times of uncertainty, it is critically important to focus on what you can control, what you do well, and what you can do for others. Thank you once again, and congratulations to all the 40 Under 40 Award recipients. Thanks, Ryan. Our next speaker is Kathleen Reed of Switchboard. Hi everyone, I wanted to thank Business in Vancouver, my family, my friends, and the community here. Um, what I've learned throughout 2020 is that we really can't argue with our reality. So COVID was here, it was the reality we were faced with, and uh, this word's come up for a lot of us, but we were all able to find resilience. And I think there's so many great stories that we see here in BC of resilience. Um, for me and my business, uh, resilience came up and it came up in my personal life as well. My husband and I uh, welcomed our first child and navigating COVID as a new mom um, and as a parent, there was a lot of times we had to remind ourselves to um, not argue with the reality that we were faced with and to find that resilience. So that was my key takeaway for 2020. Um, and thanks everyone for joining today and congratulations to everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. Our next speaker is Dylan Record, a very polite agency. Uh, hey, thanks Haley. Hey everyone, um, coming to you live from my Vancouver office where I paid a bunch of young professional creatives to scribble nonsense on my wall to make myself look more important. Um, so what have I learned? Um, well, I'll try not to swear. Uh, I think Zoom, Slack, work from home, these sort of things are not really new concepts or tools in my industry, but having this sort of shared crisis for, for lack of a better word has really expedited everyone's sort of willingness to, to embrace non-traditional connection. And I think as a result, um, I've just noticed that people seem more open to widen uh, and broaden their networks. You know, being from a young city, being in the creative space, uh, often look to London, New York, uh, these places that we would travel to, that we'd hustle to try and get meetings set up uh, with others in the industry. And, and I think just having meeting online, collaborating online, it's been normalized in a way I think that's really cool. It's given us opportunities to connect and work on projects with people that we maybe not really didn't have a chance to in the past or didn't expect to anyways. Um, last year, we collaborated with 30 artists from, from around the world, from Japan to Brazil, uh, to create a uh, coloring book to raise money for UNICEF. So people just seemed open, like there was no, there was no back and forth. It was just like, yep, yeah, let's do this. And, and it was really cool. I think 
getting 40 speakers in a, in a room together on, on a Tuesday is kind of evidence of that. So um, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, congratulations to all the other recipients. Thank you very much, Dylan. Next up, we have Jason Robertson of Nimbus Synergies. Thanks, Haley. Uh, I want to echo the comments made by my peers today. Um, for me, my greatest learning or point of enlightenment from the pandemic has been the importance of relationships. On the personal side, the pandemic has reinforced and crystallized for me how profoundly meaningful my relationships are with my loved ones, both my family and friends. I need to cherish the time I spend with them, prioritize more time with them, and be more present during those moments. This is especially true for my spouse, Andrea, and two younger children, Caleb and Adam. On the professional side, what has resonated to me has been the importance of meeting people where they are, being even more empathetic and understanding of the fact that we are incredibly complex with many struggles and challenges beyond those we face on a daily basis in our professions, and that supporting each other as individuals, even if across the table, is vital. Martin Luther King Jr. said, the ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. We've all been incredibly challenged this past year, and it's up to each of us to aspire and work towards becoming the best versions of ourselves. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jason. Anna Sainsbury of GeoComply is our next speaker. It's a pleasure to meet you all and uh, congratulations and thank you um, for the recognition. I have really enjoyed hearing all of the, the insights and advice and I can agree with, with all of those insights. I think, you know, one bit that, that I would add is, uh, as a founder and chairman for, for GeoComply, which is a anti-fraud uh, technology that's, suppo that's supporting both the gaming, sports betting and banking industry primarily um, an industry that, that has a lot of, of males running a lot of the decisions and, and really needing to look into what can change to make the world a better place. And I think COVID provided that opportunity, that little bit of space um, for me really to, to come in and look at my values and choose a path forward that is complex, but but really values focused. And so, you know, I think that that has given me a lot of direction as business gets busy, there's so much um, Zoom communications and information overload, but being able to guide myself and the projects that we, and industries that we choose to participate on based on problems that are meaningful to solve has been great at not only providing me direction, but also ensuring that we're bringing in the right talent that also wants to lean into these um, hard subjects and wants to reduce fraud and, and help society move forward in a way that um, is positive and better than where we found it. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Next up, we have Reza Sanai of Beanworks. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Reza, and I'm the CTO at Beanworks. First of all, I would like to thank my wife, my parents, and my brother and sister, and my wonderful co-founders at Beanworks for this award. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be here. So we've been asked to provide our take on the last year. So I believe the remote work is here to stay, and we are seeing more of, we'll be seeing more of the workforce move away from the urban areas and into the suburbs due to that. 
under the COVID pressures and lockdowns, we will see the technology that uh, we, will we will use today will significantly change at a much faster pace. And this type of technology adoption will accelerate significantly. And we're just at the beginning of that trend. So we should expect to see the next decade to be much different uh, in every, every single way, how we do business, how we interact with each other, and how we live our life, just like how our, all of our lives were changed by the introduction of the smartphones. And on the, on the flip side, all this, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity for companies to grow and advance uh, under this COVID pressure. But on the flip side, this uh, COVID will have a significant significantly affect the lower paid jobs in our and in our industry in our community by eliminating them or reducing them uh, while helping all the skilled people and skilled companies to further um, make more money so this will further segregate our society and create inequalities that we should be mindful of so as entrepreneurs and leaders we need to keep in mind that along with this transition we have to be more mindful of this segment of our society and provide support to those in our community who will get affected negatively by this drastic change. Thank you, BIB, again for this award and congratulations to all the other recipients. Next up, we have Ahid Shababi shot of Victory Square Technologies. Over to you. Hi, everyone. Um, uh, thanks to everyone uh, who, who helped us with this event and put this event together and everyone who supported me and uh, didn't give up on me in many years. Uh, congrats to everyone here. I really enjoyed listening to all the lesson learns. But about the last year, I think COVID was not the first and won't be the last interruption that we've seen and we will see in our lives. It's all about learning and growing. Um, I guess the first lesson that we all learned from, from this pandemic is we don't really need to buy too many toilet papers as soon as the pandemic hits. Um, joke aside, from the, from the personal perspective, this past year has shown us that we have to appreciate what we have and who we have when we have them and when they're around. We shouldn't take anything or anyone as granted. Life and live a life that doesn't leave any room for, to regret. On the same note, we should put all the differences and ego aside. Reach out and help those who need help uh, if you can. There are people out there who are pure heart and pure talent, but suffering different kinds of problems due to this pandemic. So love yourself and pass on the love. From the business perspective, um, I think COVID has expedited the Ford tech revolution that we're expecting to see in the next 10, 15 years. Um, the past year has created so many opportunity for everyone um, based on the new customers' behaviors and habits. So it's all about the perspective and not using the problems and excuses for moving up. Um, so we all have to aim high. We need to be open-minded and learn from everyone, see every opportunity, set the goal high and work backwards to see what needs to be done today. Focus on the why and not on the what, and just focus on what's in your control. Lastly, um, when we talk about last year, we have to show a huge respect and thank all the frontline workers that, uh, for all their sacrifices. I feel in past year, they were the true leaders and they showed the leadership to all of us, how we have to fight through the hard moments and be there for everyone. Thank you very much, Vahid. And a special congratulations to all of the 40 under 40 winners who became new parents. Kathleen first mentioned it, but I'm seeing in our chat that there are at least five from this cohort that welcomed a little one during the past year, perhaps a challenge, but what a wonderful positive thing to have happen during a period of uncertainty 
community that brought a lot of negatives. So congratulations to all of you. It's now time for a short message from our sponsor, EO Vancouver. The Entrepreneurs Organization is a global peer-to-peer -peer network of more than 12,000 influential business owners with 160 chapters in 50 countries. Founded in 1987, EO is the catalyst that enables leading entrepreneurs to learn and grow, leading to greater success in business and beyond. Please welcome EO Vancouver's incoming president, Jay Martin, CEO of Cambridge House. What's up, everybody? My name is Jay Martin. I am the incoming president of the Vancouver chapter of the Entrepreneur Organization and the CEO of Cambridge House International. If you've been recognized as a top 40, under 40 leader, business leader in Vancouver, it's because you hustled and you sacrificed and you outperformed in your industry. So congratulations. Now at the Entrepreneur Organization, we've been a longstanding partner of business in Vancouver for a host of reasons. What we do at the EO, as we call it, it's a global network of entrepreneurs who are hyper-focused on personal and professional growth. Now, as we all know, entrepreneurship is tough and there's more bad days than there are good days. We just hope that the good days outweigh the bad days. What the EO does for me as an entrepreneur is connect me with entrepreneurs who have been through the battles I'm facing before. So whether I'm building my first sales funnel or structuring my company for sale, I can connect with entrepreneurs who have been there and done that. And trust me, no matter what battle you're facing, somebody else has been there before. So if you're building a business, you're an aspiring entrepreneur or an accomplished one, and you want to connect with the EO, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Look, business in Vancouver, thank you for allowing us to partner one more year. We love what you do. We love being a partner, and we'll see you next year. Well, excellent, folks. We are in the home stretch now and kicking it off with our last group of folks. It is Amir Sharif from Castlecraft. Brilliant. There we go. And so, in the spirit of Haley's comments about new parents, uh, this has been a huge blessing for us. This is Audrina, my nine month old daughter who uh, joined the family last June. Uh, listen, it's it's been an unbelievable year of disruption, of change, of just difficulty and hardship for, for everybody. Uh, I'm the CEO of Casa Craft Limited, roughly around, it was around a year ago today where 14,000 businesses started going bankrupt in roughly two months. And now a year later, the real estate market is up 14.4% year on year and sales volume is up 73%. Vancouver lacks roughly 20,000 affordable and rental housing units this year to maintain the housing crisis in its current state. And really the theme of disruption and innovation is central to my take on what's happened in the pandemic the last year. That 20,000 units doesn't account for the 1 million people moving here in the next 30 years. Median property values went from 11 to 13 times median incomes in Vancouver from 2019 to 2020. At the same time, 39% of CO2 emissions come from building construction and operations. Vancouver aspires to have no GHG emissions from all new buildings in the next nine years. If we want to build 20, 30, or 40,000 new units every year, 
and 39% of these emissions are coming from buildings, there's a massive conflict. I've been in construction, design thinking, and tech for the last 20 years, and I know the same thinking that created these problems is not going to solve it. My investigation has brought me to solutions like mass timber, prefabrication, social procurement, and companies like Michael Green Architects, Sidewalk Labs, and new construction practices like lean methodologies. Now more than ever, Vancouver and the world needs new innovative approaches for the next generation of developments, and this is what we're focused on. Thank you. Well, excellent, Amir. I want to thank you for those words. And next with us, it is Kosi Stobbs from Property Owl Group of Companies. Hi, thank you very much. Uh, Property Owl Group of Companies is a variety of mostly operating companies. The name's a bit misleading, but um, mostly manufacturing space. And I, I would say that um, 2020, um, to put it bluntly, was a, a punch in the stomach. Uh, if I look at I, we get to, I get to see a variety of different operating companies. If I look at the, the most extreme one that we had, um, uh, and I'm the owner and CEO of Property Owl, is uh, one company we did 5 million in revenues between March 1st and March 21st. And then between March 21st to April 30th, we did zero. So kind of looking forward and just seeing that, understanding that 2020 was a kick to the stomach and that we're probably going to see more of those in the future, right? And just the reality of that situation. And regardless of how good you think things are going in your business, that it can change just like that with very little uh, warning. Um, so that, that was the biggest learning for me in 2020, 2020 uh, and all the best to everyone this one. Excellent. Thank you so much for that, Kosi. Coming up, joining us next, it is Anna Stuckus from Carbon Engineering. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, Anna Stuckus from Carbon Engineering. Uh, and uh, starting with a, a confession that the pandemic did not turn me into a bread-baking domestic goddess, uh, but it did bring me uh, my second beautiful daughter making an appearance here today and a, a desire to apparently make burp claws the newest in Zoom fashion statement. Um, on a more serious note, the two things that have really stuck with me this year are a combination of resilience and hope. People can inherently be resistant to change, but what this year has shown us is that when faced with necessity and the imperative to change, we can do so. From working from home, adapting to working with our little ones hanging off of us, uh, to eating outside and understanding social distancing and masks. From a hope perspective, what the pandemic has shown us, I think is that collectively as a world, when an urgent crisis faces us, we have the ability to come together and act rapidly to address it. And my hope is that we will be able to take what we've learned from this year and now apply it to the crisis facing us in the form of climate change and start taking action to go realistically and materially toward net zero and starting to look at permanent carbon removal as a part of that. So thank you all. Uh, it's an honor to be here today with everyone and uh, really appreciate it. 
Very awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. And joining us now, it is Rogaya Tabrizi from Theory and Practice. Thank you, Tyler. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you, BIV, for this recognition. Um, I mean, it's just, I guess, a great thing that you go at the end because everybody had said all the great things. I would say, you know, for me, one of the most important things was staying true to my purpose. That was the one thing that, you know, kept me going through the ups and downs. And in just it's so easy to give in to fear and panic. But when you remember your purpose and when you align with it, it keeps you going. And I guess the second thing that has been incredible for me has been the ability to surround myself with mentors and teachers, you know, people who believe in me and they have supercharged and super tested my ideas, especially going through the craziness that every single one of us went through. And really, I'm humbled to be working with such an incredible team. Uh, they are making impossible possible every day. And, you know, you can't wish for anything better. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Ragaya. Now, coming up next from Marek Marketing, we have one Christian Thompson. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for that. Um, thank you, BIV, for putting on this event and pivoting to do it virtually. Uh, it's, it's cool to hang out in cyberspace with everyone. Um, firstly, I want to thank the team. Uh, last year was crazy. It's kind of like reflecting back on a decade, not a year. And uh, not only did the team have to, the team at Marwick Martin have to pivot our business, but we pivoted dozens and dozens of companies around British Columbia and Canada and, and in the UK as well. So um, the biggest learning for me was just that trust in a team and, and just when, you know, when it hits the fan, how everyone come, can come together and come up with new ideas. Um, we, we had a lot of terminology that is new. Uh, it's no longer new, you know, the new normal um, uh, curveballs, pivot, all that kind of thing. Um, so I want to give you a heads up on a curveball to avoid, uh, which, you know, being a digital marketing agency firm is a, a huge Google update coming in May. So if you've had enough of curveballs uh, curve in 2020, you'll, you'll want to be aware of the core web vitals which launched in may so i highly suggest um you know auditing your website having a read into that because that's something you don't want to come across after last year uh there's some good resources out there like testmywebsite.ca that um, provide you an update on how your the website's performing in light of this new update um but ultimately yeah it's it's, it's been a crazy year and but we'll, we'll get through that's what we do so we thank you for your the opportunity and thanks to the Marwick team well, excellent. I think everybody can appreciate that message of resilience there, Christian. Joining us now, it is Sean Tyson over at Quietly Media. Great. Thanks for the intro, Tyler, and thanks to BIV for putting on the program. Uh, this award is really a reflection of the people around me, so I want to start by thanking my friends and family, uh, my colleagues and clients at Quietly, as well as former colleagues and supervisors. It's uh, been a trip, but in many respects, it feels like my professional journey has just begun. My revelation for 2020, okay, as fellow recipients have pointed out this last year was a complete stress test of Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, from the importance of basic physiological needs, health, safety, vaccines, to the need for love and belonging as we seek to maintain a sense of connection virtually. And of course, at the top of the pyramid, self-actualization, respect, the fight for equality and the desire for all humans to become the most that they can be. Needless to say, it's been a real humdinger. 
But from a business perspective, my biggest observation is the incredible things that parents do as they work from home. Anna and Amir just illustrated this perfectly. It's humbling to see people balancing the needs of their children, families, animals against their professional goals all in real time. And I'm excited to see how organizations adapt to this new reality because we are nothing without mothers, fathers, and caretakers. So thank you once again to BIV and congrats to all the 40 under 40 recipients. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for that, Sean. Joining us next, it is Chris Van Dyke from Crafty Apes VFX. Thanks, Tyler. Um, I also want to thank the BIV and, of course, my family, my wife and my kids, um, my colleagues and clients, and also John Conlon, who's in here as well, for helping me um, sell my business a month before the pandemic. So that was a pretty wild ride. Um, I have two pieces of um, advice I think I'd like to share today. Um, the first being more practical. And I think that um, what work from home has taught me is the um, the value in being able to delegate clearly as a leader. Um, and I kind of subscribe to SMART goals. I'm sure a lot of us are used to that. Um, but I would just say try and create a team or um, dynamic where you um, encourage to be challenged or you challenge people if, if you know, points you're delegating aren't specific enough or timely or don't have some kind of measurement of achievement. I feel like the work from home can really set people off into spinning their wheels uh, remotely and alone. So we just are really trying to, um, yeah, just be, be more specific and uh, timely with your requests. I think that's been a really helpful thing for us this year. Um, the next thing I'd add is a more philosophical one. It's a, a quote that I love is our greatest fulfillment lies in giving ourselves to others. And I'd like to encourage you to be intentional with that and just know how um, you're supporting or who's supporting you. And just, um, I find that you can do that with your um, community, with your family, with your friends, and, and you can do that at work too. So try and um, uh, as a leader, just be really intentional and encourage your team to, to do the same. Um, thanks Tyler. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Joining us next from Pender Litigation is one Kevin Westall. Can you see me? Coming in crystal clear on my okay. end here. Thank you so much. Um, I'll be really quick. I just want to be, just want to really express my thanks to Business in Vancouver and just thank, uh, express my gratitude to my fiance, Andrea, and my son, Walter, and my law partners here at Pender Litigation. Um, rather than focusing on the on the pandemic in terms of what I've taken away or learned in, in 2020 is just sort of drawing from the social change we're seeing in society, some of it that's been hopeful and some of it that's been concerning, in particular, some of what we've seen uh, of both from, from south of the border. Um, you know, as a white cisgendered man, I've tried in the past year to do more to recognize the privilege that I've benefited from and at the same time recognize the systemic barriers that others less fortunate than me have had to overcome uh, in finding success in the business world, some, some uh, amongst the leaders here today. And I think it's really the takeaway is that just how important it is to listen and to listen differently and to understand uh, and accept the differences uh, that lie between ourselves and some of our employers, some of our consumers and clients, and some of our peers, and try to appreciate that distance and try to incorporate that distance uh, in the way we understand each other uh, and in the way that we understand ourselves. So to me, that's essential to great leadership. 
and I hope that we'll all continue to grow in that way in 2021. So thanks. Excellent. Thank you so much for that, Kevin. Joining us next, it is Cecilia Young from the PTSD Support for Nurses. Thank you, Tyler. On behalf of frontline healthcare providers, thank you, VIB, for the recognition. One idea that I'd like to share is the concept of emotional hygiene. Being emotionally healthy is the key to overall sustainable performance, productivity, which leads to profit maximization and business success. When we don't prioritize physical psychological health, we are more vulnerable to psychological injuries, such as stress, anxiety, burnouts, you name it. The solution, self-care. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is non-negotiable, and self-care is a lifestyle. Thank you. Excellent. Cecilia, thank you so much for that. And we are finally at the end. We've got one more person left to go, and that is Russell Z. Shiri from Anaconda Systems. Thanks, Tyler. Um, congratulations, everybody. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, quite the year, but uh, it's been great listening to everybody. But one thing that I think the most is in reflection is we really have a lot of joy in life, you know. This pandemic I know has its tragedies and everybody's locked up and cooped up, but really, I think everyone here really enjoys what they do. They enjoy their families. Uh, and I think that's my note to remember because I come from a place where, you know, that's encouraged. And so to my family, uh, to working with some of my partners and, and working with John Conlon, all of that, I think we just need to take some time and remember that you know, life is actually good and we do enjoy each other. We actually enjoy each other. And uh, I enjoy my life. Uh, I enjoy this award. I enjoy all of you guys and uh, you know, all of this is fun. So let's not forget to have fun whilst we're making money. Thank you. Excellent, Russell, thank you so much for that. But it's now time for a special announcement and presentation by Faskin which is going to award $5,000 in legal services to one of our winners. Please welcome Roger Capers. He is partner over at Faskin. Thanks and good afternoon. Um, already had a lot of kids when COVID started, so we got a puppy. I think that counts, <laughs> doing our part. Uh, but seriously, on behalf of Faskin, I want to congratulate all the 40 under 40 award winners here with us today. You've established yourselves as outstanding business leaders, demonstrating excellence in business judgment, leadership, and community contribution. We know that you're poised to go on to even greater things in the future. Baskin's committed to helping the BC business community, supporting and celebrating its leaders and successes. And that's why we're so proud to be the platinum sponsor of Business in Vancouver's 40 Under 40 Awards, an event that celebrates our province's most exceptional young business people. As part of our support of these awards and the BC business community in general, Faskin is pleased to offer an annual prize of $5,000 in free legal services to one 40 under 40 award winner. In the fall, we invited the winners to tell us how they may use this prize to help their businesses further succeed. Submissions were compelling, which made it difficult to pick one winner. Uh, this year's winner is a privately held Vancouver-based company that was founded less than five years ago. To help its clients stay ahead of an ever-changing market, the company offers a range of services, including data analysis and strategies, automated and integrated AI, and behavioral economics. 
I'm pleased to announce that this year's winning submission is from Rogaya Tabrizi, co-founder and CEO of Theory and Practice. Congratulations, Rogaya. We look forward to working with you to grow your company. Again, you so congratulations much. to all the winners. So I think we've got a large uh, check, a video virtual check. No. <laughs> oh, we'll move on. Again, congratulations to all the winners. Oh, there it is. That is the large virtual novelty check. Great. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And so again, congratulations to all the winners of the Business in Vancouver 40 Under 40 Awards. Thank you and good afternoon.